Welcome to Dramas with a Cider Kimchi, the fangirl party every drama fan wants to join. Grab your kimchi and face mask and let's chat Asian dramas. I'm Kay Muse. And I'm Drama Geek. Don't forget that we have a Patreon page. We have a monthly episode we release exclusively for our patrons. Our patrons also get an exclusive invitation to our Discord server, where we chat daily about the dramas we're watching, participate in group watches, and support each other in our drama addiction. You can find the link in our show notes. It's also a great time to start for multiple reasons. One of them is, I think we're going to be picking our next uh, group watch soon because we just finished 1994, so that one's complete. And also we've kind of started, this is the first month, so we'll see how it goes, but we're doing kind of a movie version of a book club where we watch individually a specific movie every month. And then we get together on the last Friday of the month and we're going to chat about it just in Discord. So hopefully that works out the way it does in my head. <laughs> so we'll see how that does. But so we're going to be adding the the that as well as we still will be occasionally doing the group watch on the movies as well. Uh, the with same movie the Mockney. Yeah. Yeah. It's just I couldn't always get to them. So I'm like, well, how about like a book club, but with a movie? <laughs> right. Well, so, and people who couldn't attend as well, they're like that time, like your times just don't work for me. I would have loved to, but um, well, yeah, they're excited we have about being able to watch it on there. International patrons who are, well, it's like 1 a.m. in the middle of wherever <laughs> when we're doing our group watch. So unless you're very dedicated and skip sleep this way everyone can participate i'm excited we'll see how that goes um and the other bigger reason to join our patreon this month is it is officially september as of yesterday while we're recording this i'm sure this will come out in a couple weeks so it's not so it's firmly in september now but it is our patreon appreciation month for all our kimchi vvips we're so happy that you've joined us and you're such a part of our lives that we wanted to say thank you. And so this month specifically, we are going to do oh so many extra podca podcasts. I believe patrons will get seven all new podcasts. So you'll have the three that are regular for everybody, but then our patrons get four exclusive new podcasts that we have recorded just for them. So if you want to get like, what is it, triple the amount of podcasts this month, go over, check <laughs> out the link for our Patreon and join us. We just wanted to say thank you because this is how we keep our show ad free and just keep everything moving so we can continue to fangirl together, share our hobby and enjoy all of the drama community. So we just wanted to say thank you in this special way. And we're doing it through lots of extra podcasts. Right. Which has meant a lot of like cozy chats because yeah. most of it was recorded during the summer, which is still fairly busy weekends away and trips and traveling and Disney. And <laughs> so it's been a little crazy this <laughs> summer trying to figure out when we're all going to record. Yeah. So it's all like, well, this random Tuesday at like 9 p.m., <laughs> right. you know, so you're you're getting a lot of fun content and a lot of different viewpoints and we're mixing it up on who's doing what and 
Right. And well, and also we don't all watch the exact same dramas. So, you know, it's kind of fun because this is definitely a me and you drama that we jumped on the bandwagon for. And so we're excited to talk about it, but not everyone else is watching it. So actually, it gives I think us... all four of us are watching this one this time. But I don't think everyone's caught up. Like, I think Possibly. Carrie's like on three or four. I and she watched. Maybe she has sure. yeah. I don't think she has because she's been really busy with some other discord stuff that was yeah. happening. Okay. Drama Jen, I think she's a couple episodes behind. Yeah. Unless she's binged it. So yeah. I'm not sure. Sometimes she does. So right. she might but, have watched it yesterday. But yeah. But so just because so, we have a habit of like going like the tie the title of the episode is always there so when you click on it you know what we're going to talk about although sometimes when i start up an episode in my car i don't always look at the title so just so everybody is aware we're talking about moving it yes. is a disney plus in korea and a hulu drama here in the United States. And I don't know, I know it's on Disney plus in other countries. So I feel like e you're either watching it on Hulu or Disney plus it's not on any other networks or anything. Um, so it's a Disney plus exclusive or Disney, whatever um, moving. It is huge, huge cast of top tier, a list actors so in good. this drama <laughs> and, well, and it, amazing newbies. Like, yeah. So amazing. good amazing newbies um for the, a lot of the younger cast or or that they they've done some things but like now that they've done this they're a hundred percent you're gonna start seeing them in a lot of stuff i know one of the younger guys um was just offered uh, the lead in in unfortunately it's another high school bully drama type situation or whatever i don't know too much about it. i just remember he was um offered it but you're definitely going to start seeing the people the younger cast in in other things and i know on hulu disney it became within like seven days or something it became their most watched korean content uh drama of ever so um, they don't have like a huge like it's not like this huge 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 selection but i don't care what it's going up against this is one that it's like a squid game to me, at least type thing where it's like it, it, whoever the person that spent the time writing this, they spent time plotting this out. This has taken them a lot of time and, and effort into putting this multi-generational huge cast of characters. And it's kind of one of those like you could probably mix like say X-Men mixed with like. I don't know, Captain America, because some of the more like uh, <clears throat> romantic type things, I feel like a little bit like some of the some of the couples end up being a little bit more of like that old school, uh, swoony, uh, wholesome romantic, and then some not so much. And I feel like it has all the genres in it, like just the episode I was watching, my child thought I was watching a war movie. <laughs> and I'm like, nope, it's not. It's that one that I was telling you about. Um, so let's, let's do a spoiler free section and we've watched episode one through 13, which is what is aired, um, as of, um, September 2nd, I think the next two episodes drop on, um, Wednesday, the fourth, so the fifth, is it the fourth, it's, right? Well, it's Wednesday, it's Tuesday in, um, 
but Korea. they don't upload but, onto okay. Hulu until real late on Tuesday night or Wednesday. in our time zone Pacific or Wednesday morning when you wake up, you can pop, mm. pop in, eat your breakfast and, and watch the, <laughs> the latest episodes, uh, which I will probably do because I'm going to be traveling on a plane and I cannot download it and watch it. So I'm probably going to uh, watch it before I leave so I don't miss out on the latest episodes. But so the synopsis is Kim Bong-suk. Jang Hee-soo and Lee Kang-hoon attend the same high school. They look like ordinary students, but they have special abilities that they inherited from their parents. Kim Bong-suk can fly, while Jang Hee-soo has excellent athletic abilities. I think that <laughs> that anyway, athletic abilities and can recover from injuries like being shot or stabbed. Lee Kang-hoon has uncanny power and speed. These three students try to f hide their special abilities from others while their parents struggle to protect them from being used by others. That is the most simplified synopsis of what this this drama is really about out that's out there. Like, it's just so like, it really focuses on the first like five to six episodes. It's a 20 episode drama and there's so much story that unfolds. So correct. But to keep it yeah, spoiler free. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So that's the jumping off point um, of the drama. And if, again, it focuses in on the high school students um, when you first start out and they are just some of the cutest ever. So let's, let's jump into uh, the drama with the spoiler free section. Yes. Well, and I just wanted to point out, like I was trying to figure out how do I tell people this drama is so good just through a title. And I was like, so I chose a perfect drama experience moving review. So because mm. it because it's just like you want people to listen to this and go start the movie. And it's just like, ah, oh, just everyone go watch it. I know. <laughs> hey, I, I you said we both started, but I have to say that I, for a little bit, it was like our blues situation. And I was like, why? Is, and I know it was because people were. Busy. I was on vacation. It was just busy and vacation and, uh, yeah. and, and, and also traveling with not being able to, to, to access it in other countries for some people. So again, I know it wasn't a lack of like you wanting to, but there for a bit for yeah. the first like six episodes or eight episodes yeah, it was, or whatever, I was like, you guys have to, it was eight. Cause it went through or yeah. nine, it went through episode nine. I'm like, you have to get to eight and nine. Cause it's just so amazing. Yeah. Spoiler free. I was very spoiler free about it, but <laughs> you know well well really every episode is amazing but yes definitely from i would say seven on yeah. you really start realizing how good this is going to be yeah um but yeah it did take me a while because i was out of town a couple weeks and i'm one of those people that i like watching dramas that are going to be epic on my tv mm -hmm. like i don't want to watch i mean if it's just some basic drama where the cinematography doesn't matter and like the sound experience doesn't matter. I don't mind watching it on my phone or my tablet. But if it's one of those just all-encompassing experiences, I want it on the TV with the surround sound so I can just immerse myself. And I'm like kind of a really stubborn purist that way. And so I didn't <laughs> want to start it and mm. then be like, oh, well, now I can't watch it because I'm on this like multi-week trip and I'm driving every day and it'd be on my 
teeny little phone with crappy sound. Yeah, no, I wouldn't have wanted. Yeah, I would not have wanted to watch it on my phone. Because <laughs> there were a couple of dramas that I did not start or watch while I was mm-hmm. away because it's like, no, no, I need the experience. And I, I'm actually glad that I did wait just because mm-hmm. it's so much better when you can immerse yourself into the story. And so, mm-hmm. and and then I got to binge a bunch. So that was kind of fun too, mm-hmm. to just be like, oh, I'm just going to binge and see where this takes me. And so, and and it was very intense. And so I couldn't binge all the episodes at once because it's really right. intense, but I was doing it in like three, four episode segments. So I still got that binge vibe without yeah. having to be overwhelmed by the content. So um, so why do we start this drama? Of course, the cast. I mean, and right. just the the concept, the cast, and you were like, start it or I'm gonna kill you. So <laughs> there, there was threat of death. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there was threat of death. It was implied. <laughs> So. Well, and I started because it it is definitely one that has been advertised and talked about for a long time. Um, they were filming like the, one of the scenes that they talk about um, filming when they asked, like, what was your favorite scene? And so they filmed on December 31st. 2020 and it turned January 1st 2021 as part some of their like action scenes were being filmed and there was some pretty cool stuff happening while it turned to the new year so like they've been they had filmed this a while ago and it took a long time to film it I don't think it was one that was filmed a while ago and then it's been in the can you know it's been just no, sitting there I they've think they've been that putting they- effort there's a lot of CGI special effects yeah. they had to add yeah uh, and they did not skimp like this no. is like high quality movie level standard mm-hmm. content like you know it wasn't just like oh we're gonna film and it's gonna air two days after we filmed it no, no. this is lots and lots of like a year post-production at least so right. yeah. yeah no it's it again they they filmed it probably finished filming it sometime mid 2021 early maybe early 2021 and then they spent time and making sure it came out you know during a time like late summer perfect it was a perfect time for it to come out so yeah no lots of work has been put into this and it paid off because it's really good so I started watching it because of the cast and because it had been talked about for a long time so pretty simple um and it I'm so glad I did and again, the concept, sometimes depending on how much money goes into a show, if you do have a superhero type thing, sometimes it can be a little bit like, eh, okay, that was, that was decent, but not, not on a big scale. And just from some of the previews, I was like, okay, I, I really think that this might, they might've put enough money and time into this, that it's going to turn out really well. So we are both really glad that we watched, um, so the the biggest question here, I think, when you have to decide whether you're going to watch it or not, and I, I don't think it's a decision of whether you're going to watch or not. It's whether you're going to fast forward or not, because you're going to watch it. That's what I'm telling you. Yes. You're going to watch it, um, but you're going to have to fast forward if you can't handle the gore level. So on a scale of one to 10, how high is the gore level? And I would say it's probably a nine or a 10 because of some of the abilities allow certain things to just go so far that, I mean, 
they're not eating. So if you've watched All of Us Are Dead, they're not like eating the flesh off of people's faces and having skin flaps. But it, might, it there's a lot of things that are equal to that type thing. Yeah. You know, there there's definitely and some some of the some of the scenes um are more brutal. They're not just gore level, but a little bit more brutal because again, some of the superpowers kind of call I don't know if it calls for that, but again, it's not on a network, so they don't really have a a limit of like what they can and can't show. And so it is definitely one of those where it's a little bit higher on the like, but it happens in like, especially in the first couple of episodes, every time a certain character shows up, you know, that you're just either, if you can't handle it, just get your finger ready for the fast forward button yeah, <laughs> and just fast forward through those scenes and then keep watching the rest of it. Cause the rest of the story is just so good and not, and doesn't have all of the, like, it doesn't have the, the more violent gore level scenes. It's just kind of contained in some of those those scenes and then you can watch all the rest and it it's not like it's the whole time type thing i have There's to no... agree yeah i would put it at an eight or nine definitely um and again i like that it is very easy you know when a specific type of fight is going to happen you know there's going to be some gore in there, so just fast forward. And yeah. we have uh, the Machne, who, again, right. is very queasy <laughs> about the gore level. That's what she does. She just fast forwards, and she's fine. So she's getting all the great story arcs and doesn't get the the fight sequences. And that totally works. I feel like for those that can't watch it, it doesn't take away from the show because there's so yeah. much humanity in the show that that's really what is driving it. And the fight sequences are a really good part of it, but it's not what it, the show is all about. It's not just a showcase. Oh, I can do these action sequences. It's about the characters themselves. And so you definitely don't need to watch the fight sequences if you mm -hmm. can't handle it, but you do have to watch the show. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> we're we're telling you now you have to watch it <laughs> and usually i'm pretty like understanding about oh you can't handle gore okay this isn't the show for you but with this one like no there's no reason you should not be watching you just mm. suck it up and fast forward a few things <laughs> <Just suck it> up. <laughs> because this is one of those shows that everyone should watch because mm. it defy it defies genre it defies so many tropes. It's just perfection. So. And yet it is so Korean. You know what it I mean? Is. It, it's like yes. if you love Korean dramas, it, did, it has not lost any of its Koreanness. It really is so Korean. It doesn't it, feel at all westernized at no. all. Mm -mm. So, all right. So uh, the next question, what is the genre that fits the drama? Yeah. And I don't often compare Korean shows to Western counterparts, but I think in this way, it kind of, this is a good description of the vibe you're going to be getting. So back in my teenage years, many years ago, there was a show called Heroes and season one especially was like phenomenal and everyone was gaga about it. And again, it was one of those events that everyone was talking about everyone was watching that show and it's very similar to that kind of content 
where you have different story arcs and different characters that just suck you in and you're so connected with them and they all combine into a larger story arc towards the end. So it's all this twirling of individuals to create a whole content that is so satisfying. And so it's very similar to that. So it has action. It has the romance. Oh my gosh, the romance is so good. I am so invested in at least three different romances in this show. Mm. Like so invested, like my heart breaks or tears happen, like so invested and just, oh, and then the powers are very cool. It's like very interesting to see how people deal with powers and how it affects their everyday life and how different people deal with them differently. And it's just a show about humanity in itself and and just doing what's right or doing what you think is right and going from there is so good hero season one amazing and it really is probably the best comparison with how a little bit unfolds at a time and then you kind of see the different characters and how they connect um because heroes do that really well during that for and also like people discovering they have powers or just people having powers and seeing how they interact with society how they hide it which is kind of why I mentioned X-Men because again, a lot of it is like trying to live under the radar and not have people notice you, especially with the kids um, mm-hmm. when you start out and all of that. So, but um, I think that's a good, and I, t- I try not to compare to Western counterparts because a lot of times it's just like, no, they're not, they're, they're basing their stories off of their older dramas that maybe you didn't watch, but that's what they're, <laughs> it's not yeah. always a, a Western thing, but I do feel like the superhero aspect aspect of it is closest feels, to that. Yeah, feels like yeah. that. So so with the superpower drama, part of it is definitely what kind of cinematography are you going to have to back it up? What kind of CGI? How does it look? How, you know, cheesy does something look or not or whatever? And I feel like that the cinematography not only captures the really big moments and where you get to see like the superpower aspect of things, but is so good at capturing little moments. Like there was, and I, without spoilers, but there was just a shot of like a pair of shoes and it meant, it meant means so much, but like the person doing the scenes made sure that shot was in there because it made, it was part of the story. It kind of reminds me how a parasite, every mm. shot, every shot it was really thought through. meant something was thought through, was planned out, was storyboarded. If you, if you, any kind of interviews that you see from the director of parasite, like totally thought everything out. And it feels like, because this is based on source material, but because yeah. of that, a lot of those freeze frame shots that are in those types of that, that, uh, medium that ends up being a, a focus in the shooting of the drama. And they make sure they keep those things in there where it's these little just pieces of, and sometimes you don't even realize it until that's, that's the beauty of like how they're telling a story is because you'll see a shot. Don't really think too much about it. And then later on, you're like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Like, and you just start like tearing up. You're like, oh, the yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I, I feel like there's a continuity about it, but they're also because of the genres that you're being put into with the different 
people that you're following that they have a continuity, but they also kind of change up the cinematography just a little bit or what they're filming, what they're focusing on to like one of the backstories feels a little bit like gangster type uh, movie genre um, type thing. And that felt everything about the, the darkness and the dinginess of things and just kind of the backstreets and all that really felt like that type of, of movie. Agreed. And then, but the, the episodes right before that were more of like old spy. That's why like I was a noir thinking. almost. Yeah. Yeah. So the episodes yeah. before that were more of like a noir spy, you know, movie. and then the teenagers were like high school romance. <laughs> they were, they were. Um, but again, it still has a lot of continuity to it. It doesn't feel like jolting, like you're hopping from one thing to the next. It's all feels very much the same, but it's you're just very kind organic. Of- it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's very organic. So yeah, those are the things that I've noticed about, um, just really able to get you into the feels of everything, whether it's like you're upset or swooning or, or anything like, I feel like the, the camera is really helping guide you through all of that. Well, and one thing that I've really appreciated is the director definitely uses close-ups as well as like the long shot to go back in between and some and you would think that's common sense but there are certain directors where all they do is like close-up work yeah (laughs) yeah you know I I am yeah I've complained about it on several dramas in the past where oh I wish I could just get a long shot you know and not like a picture of their nostrils (laughs) um but I feel this director really closed in on the faces to get the emotions, especially when it was like an overwhelmingly emotional moment, whether it was sadness or joy or all that stuff, but then kept like the long shots for this amazing action. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't feel like we lost anything by either going one or the other. They really did a good job of using both to the best degree that they could And it really shows in the final result and just, I'm loving it. The other thing. Yeah. Go ahead. ahead. I was just going to say, especially um, what's his name? He's the dad, Joe Insung. Yeah. 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 Him, especially he has some amazing close up work Mm -hmm. because he is such a talented actor with like emotion in his eyes and they've really captured so much of that between him and then also Han Hyo Ju's character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Both of them just some of their close up scenes are just gorgeous. You mm-hmm. just are like, wow, that is so pretty. Yeah. I mean, it's them crying or devastated, but it's so pretty. <laughs> yeah. And so that especially um, certain characters, it really makes you get so much more invested in the emotion of the moment because of the work that they chose to do with the cameras. And they also, um, especially during the, the first couple of episodes, the makeup and the, the like shininess and like making like characters look like their best it that you're not going to get that in here. Now I do feel like a little bit of that happened in the more the eight and nine of the noir, like feel like I do feel like, you know, she didn't have a ton of makeup on or anything, but there was definitely a, like 
making her feel a little bit more both of them feel like they're young they use they're more the same actor yeah more youthful but like in the current day like even the young actresses like the one and the actor like they have pores and you see that you know what I mean? like there's no um there, there's not a lot of like glamming it up a bit or anything they like don't that. CGI like it's, the faces they well yeah and again there there's not a lot of makeup uh being worn by any you know the male actors or any like it's it it's one of those where I feel like there are a couple of dramas that have been like this usually they've been on um Netflix. streaming platforms yeah they've yeah. been on streaming platforms or whatever but yeah you're not getting the waking up with the the perfect made-up makeup face for both male the male lead and the you know there there's none of that it's it really yeah. is just kind of no, very natural very um especially Han Hyoju like her past scenes that you see you could definitely tell the difference between the makeup and then and of course she's supposed to like so again they do not use younger actors and actresses for anything even if like uh, somebody who's probably in his 40s is in high school yeah he's playing his high school <laughs> alter ego and so they don't they uh they, they have they're they're looking older so the no makeup on ha- Han Yuju in her you see the wrinkles um, you see the age yeah in her in her old and I actually think they might have they may have put makeup on to make her look older a little bit but maybe not I don't know so how is the overall plot and romance Without sharing spoilers. <laughs> I think you know by now, if we are saying, I don't care your excuses, go watch this anyway, mm. how we feel about it. Like, right. it is absolute perfection. There is not one scene that I felt was unnecessary or didn't just get me emotionally involved and connected to the story as a whole, as well as individuals. This is a must watch drama. Yeah. So. And again, I, I feel like without being there, there's no like really, well, there is some very romantic music that helps out some of the scenes, but without being too super, super romantic in the like sweeping romance type thing, it's still super, it's so epic. And also in, in some of the romance being like, you don't normally see these types of characters getting this epic romance and it's so satisfying so well and I was just going to say I'm really glad that this is a streaming like it was done by a streaming service and not just like NBC or all those because they would have changed the tone so much they would have been like oh no we need you know we need more of this we need the PPL we need the Mm -hmm. glamour shots Mm -hmm. and all that but because this is just a like a one and done kind of thing that a juggernaut streaming platform through insane amount of money behind. Mm. We get something that you can tell it's a vision and it's a complete vision of whoever was making this and it's not being targeted by, oh, well, which character is most popular? Let's put them in more. You know, it just feels like it's for the sake of the story. And I really love that. So yeah, go watch it. So good. (laughs) So again, if you haven't watched it and I feel like, yes, we're going to have spoilers, but it's, it's really not one of those where if you hear the spoilers, it's going to spoil a lot of it. Although it is really satisfying to watch the 
it unfold and the connections unfold after you watched it. So I would suggest you go watch it and then listen to the rest of the podcast. But, you know, if, if you don't mind having the, the stuff unraveled a little bit before you watch it, then listen to the rest of the podcast and, and, but we will be giving lots of spoilers from here on out. So yeah, (laughs) just so you know. And needless to say, uh, this is from episode one to 13. We will be back in probably October, I would say, is when the next uh, time we can record for this is. And so in October, we will be coming back with a uh, podcast on our final thoughts on the episode and where it went. And I'd be shocked if it wasn't just 10 out of 10 from both of us. Yeah. with the quality and content and just how thought f- thought through the show is. Mm-hmm. So we will be back to finish out the podcast. So um, unlike some of them where we're just doing first impressions, this will be a complete podcap project. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so let's discuss all of our favorite characters. There are so many. Um, and what we love about them. And since there is literally nothing negative to say, let's share one or two of our favorite scenes that focus on the various characters. So you have um, Ryu Sung Rong played by um, Zhang Juwan, which he's the uh, indestructible one, correct? That's yes. The, okay. And he, Zhang Juwan, if you look, like he's just movie if you look at all his movies that he's been in, it's just such a huge long list. But if you've, if you haven't really watched a lot of movies, he's not one that ends up in dramas that often. Like he does have a pretty decent like drama um, list, but he's not, he's, he's not going to be your leading man um, or anything like that. He plays really good. Like, gangster bosses or you know uh you know that kind of thing which he gets he he does have a touch of that in here but he's the dad of uh the girl in the first couple of episodes and I just I love him to death and he's just an amazing um amazing actor uh, he just made me want to like ball my head off in the scene that, that finished out. He's at the end of episode 13. And I don't know if I have seen an actor wail quite as convincingly as that man did. Like he's just phenomenal as an actor, but, um, yeah, so he's, he's the dad of the, um, the daughter who is also indestructible and she was play she's played by, is played by Go Yung Jung. And she played not the main. So she was the in season two of Alchemy. What yes. Is, so she drama? was the reincarnate. Well, not reincarnated. When they switched actress in Alchemy of Souls. Alchemy of Souls. There we go. Yes. She was the second actress that played the character. But also so. played the the assassin at the very beginning of yes. the first season. So she plays a couple of episodes. I remember thinking, I don't know if I've seen her before but dang she did good on her just two episodes that she was in and, or one episode I don't remember how many episodes it was like in. 10 minutes it oh, wasn't yeah, okay. even like a full yeah. episode but she did so good with her action scenes and stuff like that so I was like but I did not watch season two I was just kind of I was out when it 
<laughs> it was done. <laughs> I was over. I had left too much time in between. And so I just was not interested in picking it back up. Maybe someday I'll go back and watch season two because I really like her as an actress, but she plays the, the high school girl who just lands into their school all of a sudden. And she's just a, a delight to watch, but she's also indestructible like her father and put in some really good acting chops during her scenes where they show uh, why she was kicked out of her old school and why she ended up in her new school. And she's, she's going on my list of like, I got to watch this girl. Cause she's gonna, she's going to be good. She's going to be real good. You need to watch her. Um, so that's, I, those are two ones that I, um, just introduce and then you can go and introduce some of yours if you want. I, you, she just has a list just so you know, listener, she just has this list of all of the actors and I'm supposed to talk about. Oh, well, we're both supposed to act- we're supposed to both talk about them. <laughs> well, yeah. and I was just on um, with Roy Sung Rung. He uh-huh. is the, the top build character on all the lists so that kind of tells you how well known he is just not per se in dramas he also had a lead role in kingdom so he's done a few of the streaming um straight for streaming series Mm -hmm. roles and then he has a couple dramas way back when in like 2007 some historical dramas he was in and other than that it's all been guest roles Mm -hmm. but yeah movies there must be like what 25 i know (laughs) Like so many movies. Yeah. And he's just, he's one of those actors that isn't necessarily flashy. Mm -hmm. And he definitely, you don't first at first think, oh, wow. You know, who's this actor when you meet him in the show? Mm -hmm. He's just kind of the sweet bumbling dad. But by what was it? Episode four or five, when suddenly he kind of like got that more, I'm going to kill you vibe. Right. When he was <laughs> delivering chicken and this yes. guy was trying to like yes. pull one over on him, all of a sudden you were like, oh, I don't know what you did in your past life. I mean, we knew he had, we knew all the parents had some type of power. We didn't know what his was. But and just he like was just the like, sudden menace that came out of yeah. nowhere. It's like, holy crap. Yeah. And yeah. then later, uh, one of the best scenes is when mm. suddenly he loses the facade and he's just this like terrifying they call him later on a monster in the show and he kind of is like it's yeah, just they, i mean he can't die he he's, can't he, die he's a bit like uh wolverine yes is, and he's he, insanely strong and yeah. insanely tenacious yeah. and just when he goes into that mode when he was fighting the assassin it was like this is the coolest thing ever and so, you got but, a whole new appreciation for his ability to act when you realized how different those two personas usually, yeah well and it's all him because he is the bumbling good guy nice mm-hmm. easygoing you know just like trudging along through hard hardships dad husband but then he also is this like terrifying killer yeah. and it's just his performance was amazing well, and so anybody who has wandered into this section who hasn't watched it and is okay with a bit of spoilers, I will say Frank is introduced very early. 
You're going to know who he is as soon as he's introduced. And anytime Frank shows up, that's, that's when the gore is going to happen. <laughs> I remember I had just messaged and was like, oh, it's actually not too bad. Blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden he threw one of the guys out the window and the guy's head splatted onto the ground. And I was like, oh, never mind. Never mind. Because <laughs> yeah. it was like yeah. blood. And so Frank, who isn't listed here as one of the characters, us, but Frank is actually one of one of the more interesting characters for me and how they show his backstory. And then you you feel so much for him as he's trying to like kill all, all of the people that you've grown, that you you start really liking. Um, but his backstory is so sad. But his scene with uh the dad, Juwan, um is is it Juwan or is, is his I thought it was I don't have my drama list pulled up. Anyway, uh, it's Jane Juwan. Okay. Um is the one of the, the scenes where I was like, oh, okay, I'm not gonna fast forward. Cause and there's some very interesting character details that happens as Frank is getting his head literally just pummeled because Frank is also indestructible. So you have two indestructible people. But one of them is more fast. indestructible than the other. Right. Well, and stronger, I think. I really yeah. do think that Juwan is stronger. Um, but and I mean he did mostly decapitate the other guy. So I I I, <laughs> I figure that had something to do with it. Although yeah. there's still no guarantee that he's completely gone. I there is a possibility that he could come back, but maybe not. Um, but he, the scene between them two fighting was so brutal. It wasn't just the gore. It was brutal, but also that's what happens when you have two people who can heal. And some of the, the zoom camera zooming in on both of their legs, like correcting each other. If anybody's seen the latest, uh, guardians of the galaxy, there's definitely moments like that with, um, What's her name? Played by Karen Gillan. Oh, uh, uh, Dra- Andromeda or no? no. <laughs> I don't remember, but right. yeah, I know. Anyway, like where, about. cause I mean, she's mostly like all cyborg type thing, but like the way she heals and like, it's like, like all together, people are going to laugh at me because I made all those sounds during the podcast. But anyway, <laughs> that it's just really cool how they're, they show like they each have a broken leg. It heals, then they go back at each other. So that scene is done so well. And those characters, you're like just watching each of them. And you've, the, everything you've recently seen in that episode is a lot of Frank's background. So you're watching it and you're also kind of like super sad for him too. So it was just done so well. There's no, at least in in that scene, there's nobody that you're like, yeah, he's dead now because you, you just see, felt bad for just, him because he, yeah. you just see the traumatized boy who was yeah. taken from his parents and turned into a killer. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, well, and then you realize that's kind of what they want to do with. All of these people's kids. Yeah. 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 And it's just like, oh, that's horrible. No. Stop the evil governments. (laughs) Let's just kill all the governments and keep all these cuties safe. Yeah. Um, But yeah. And and you don't necessarily realize all the ramifications of everything that's going on in these first five episodes Mm -hmm. until you get to all the parent stuff. Right. And see how certain characters are connected in. 
And you're like, oh, oh, no, this isn't going to go well, <laughs> you know. Right. Um, it, it's just really fascinating. This whole show, there's so many layers and it's fascinating. And again, you see all these uh, people with super abilities that have been murdered by Frank. And then you see them pop up in the past and you're like, oh, I feel kind of bad now that they've been murdered because they were just mm-hmm. these people that were sucked into this juggernaut government pretty much forced into it. You know, it's not like they really seems like any of them had choices per se to begin with. And it's just, oh, so good. But let's go to now to Henjo Ju's character. She's playing Emi Hyun, which mm-hmm. is the mom. I'll I'll just call her the mom because she's the main mom character. Mm-hmm. And her special abilities is all of her senses are intensified so she can hear really well. She can see long, huge, long distances. She's very smart, very. Um, she she's very strategic. Like yeah. Yes. So she is very what you would want as a spy, except she does have a mind of her own. Mm-hmm. But you can never quite see where she's thinking because it's all under this facade of calmness for the most Mm -hmm. part except when it comes to the man she loves Mm -hmm. and so it's just oh the heartbreak like the pain she goes through as a mother of fearing for her son's safety because he can't control his powers and just the stress that those powers would cause a parent Mm -hmm. would be astronomical and then also just the stress of you know, wanting him to fall in love and to have experiences, but then again, being stressed because he's different and mm-hmm. all of this stuff that just weighs on her, as well as her responsibilities as a daughter later on and mm-hmm. why she's working for this government, but staying true to what she believes and her own personal ethics code and right. then falling in love. And mm-hmm. all of it's just so good. So, so good. So she was, she's, She's not in like she kind of pops in here and there in the first couple of episodes all the way like through episode seven. She's the mom. She's kind of in the background, but you see her like she's there. She's protecting her kid. They do show the background of like how she dealt with them and um, when he was younger and how she had to take care of him as a single mom and how she ended up where she was and everything. And she just did such a good job. But again, she's this very calm Like she doesn't let a lot of emotions show. She doesn't let a lot of like the background that she, that has happened to lead her to the place that they are right now. She's just this, I'm taking care of my kid. And that's her huge focus. Like, cause she's like hyper-focused on just taking care of him and making sure nobody notices that he has a super plow, superpower. And, but then toward the end of episode seven, when her son starts like, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm just going to let my, I'm going to, I'm going to let my powers fly. <laughs> like I'm going to do yeah. what I want to do. Oh my gosh. The scene where she just breaks down and she's there talking to her. They both, that was the the scene between yeah. her son and her was done so well. They both had so many like Oscar worthy. Um, yeah. So good. Emotions in that scene and um, just did so great. So, and then you go to the next episode and then you're in this like heart flutter. She falls in love with the tall, gorgeous, uh, 
black super ops spy. agent. <laughs> super yeah. spy. Yeah. So he's a black ops agent and she falls in love with him and just seeing that very, it's not over the top romance, even in the, you know, the fact that it's, it's very swoony, but it's still not like, it's little things of going out to dinner with each other or walking along. Like there's not that having coffee. Oh, <laughs> she tripped and he caught her and then they're all staring at each other. There's like, um, there's not, not a lot of that, but they, her, the way she plays it and the way she plays, cause I mean, she's a desk agent. Um, and she's given a, 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 an assignment. It's a very, she knows it's a serious assignment. She knows that, you know, cause she messed up, um, in the past. And, and again, like you said, with her dad, she's trying to make sure that he's taken care of and he's protected, but she also doesn't want to do things that are against her, her code of ethics and everything, but just watching her fall in love and, and just the simplicity of her acting, but also it's just done so well. Um, she was in a, an American, I can't remember what network it was. It was the Jason Bourne kind yeah, of series. Yeah. It was, um, any, it was, it was yeah. on it. Like you could, you had to subscribe to their service or I don't have cable and haven't had it for a long time. Treadstone. So it was Treadstone. Treads. Yeah. Um, but I, I was able to watch the first two episodes because if you have Apple plus, a lot of times you can watch the first two episodes of something that you have to then pay to gain access to later and I would I would say like she she grew a lot not that she needed to grow she's always been a really great actress but I feel like you can see that like really able to like put that performance of like calm and 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 depth like the there's just so much depth in her characters that I love but um so her I he's Bill like he's on the pit the the promo pictures people kept going when is when is in some gonna show up because he she's the mom and she's there but like he's not there so it's like seven episodes in and you've kind of caught a slight glimpse of him maybe maybe it's him in the distance and one scene and then so you're like what is going on and then you get to episode eight and nine and bam her back in the past in like 1994 and he is a black ops agent and he he it's so funny to watch how like derpy he is he's this black ops agent he you know he he's done so many missions and it gets you watch it and you're like oh my gosh his son it's so much like him because you've been yeah. watching his son fall in love and like floating every time his heart pitter patters and like you get that reflection of his dad in him. And it's just so sweet. I love his character in this so much. Like he's so good at like he, when you're seeing him with his partner and they're on a mission, like he's got that side of him. And when he's fierce and protecting his family, he's got that side of him, but like him falling in love is probably one of the sweetest portrayals of like of romance and but it's not over the top it's just so sweet though yeah i love the scene where you know she's covertly getting closer to him supposedly on the sly and he totally knows what's going on he totally <laughs> knows yeah and then we see a flashback to where she disobeys during this one mission and he's supposed to take her out but mm -hmm. he doesn't because he falls in love at first sight mm -hmm. and it's just like <gasps> 
he loves her <laughs> you know yeah. and just that yeah. whole reveal was like so satisfying and just like I think that moment is where I swooned so yeah. hard for this couple and I wasn't expecting that to be perfectly honest I mean they were very sweet and they're cute kind of like flirting while trying to be spies and stuff mm -hmm. you know because she was supposed to get his attention without getting his attention and all this stuff. And it was really cute seeing all that. But when you realize that he knows everything's going on and he had fallen for her when she stood up for her basic ethical rights and was so impressed by that. Mm -hmm. And it was just beyond swoony. Oh, and then I also have to mention that scene where he realizes he cannot remain being under the control of this thing mm -hmm. so he on purpose comes back so he can deny her and have her betray him mm -hmm. so that she's safe yeah that whole scene oh uh, my word it's well, like and they, talk about they were so mean. sacrificing romance yeah they were so mean because at the end of nine he comes back he's supposed to have his mission was to assassinate the leader of north korea and he goes off they can't get in contact to, with him after the mission is supposed to happen. And then they pretty much say he's AWOL. And um, then, but the, and the leader did die, but they aren't sure if he did it. And supposedly of natural causes of natural causes, so, which again, I mean, if you're making not a drama, how, you don't want to claim yeah. that your side. <laughs> well, and it? that's not how the, um, the, the people that were over him wanted it. They wanted this big flashy assassination. Yeah. yeah. So. So, but he, he comes back, he sees her, they, he's floating on the outside of the staircase. He found her because of the purple curtains and they kiss. It's raining. It's just oh, romantic. And then the next two episodes are the other, the, um, in destroy the dad, uh, Jung Juan, his backstory. So you don't even get to see them. For another like t a week, you get a two episodes the next week, and then you don't get back to them until this this past episodes this last week. But then that plays out, and you see that he was coming back, like you said, to make sure that they didn't think that she was on his side or connected to him, or that she they would kill her. So, and then the way they show it all play out after they've shown you. The other guys back, which again, they did it the way that it needed to happen because you needed to see the partnership between um, the two men. Ju yeah, yeah, between Juwan and Dushik. You needed to see how Juwan ended up becoming an agent and then and then the becoming partners and how they worked and the, the little codes that they dropped with each other. So that because they were a very uh, succinct team, like they went out, they did their mission they had their things and then they threw some comedy in there too so it was, yeah. it was it was actually very enjoyable to watch them so again you got like your little spy uh genre <laughs> going on there but then you then everything kind of unfolds in the beginning of that next episode where you see how much he sacrificed for her and how he protected her how his partner protected him and her and it was done so well but yeah they're their uh their romance and the unfolding of that and the scenes that he ends up being in i just one of my favorite scenes because of the floating the kissing and the floating thing is when they first kiss and he floats up and it's this like echo of his son 
and how <laughs> not he, being and- able to control his his happy joy love vibes <laughs> right where she like i need to tell you something so that we're talking about the teenagers and she hands him this big rock so that he could sit next to her on the bench and then he's and not she's like away. and not float away and she's like i missed you and he, he's like you know he can't handle it so it and then to see that his dad who was by that time way more able to handle it because um you never really get so far at least you don't understand you don't know how he ended up an agent in the first place what his upbringing was like what um how early he might have been found and had to do all of that stuff but he's definitely more in control of like floating away than his son yeah. <laughs> his son is but he still ends up floating while they kiss for the first time. So that was one of my favorite scenes with the two of them of when, when they kiss and, and, um, all of that. But so though that's that set of parents for, um, the, and you don't have him listed on here in the bottom, but, uh, Kim Bong Suk is played by E Jung Ha is that is he's the son of those two, two parents and he inherits both of their ability. But again, he, so he inherits her, uh, heightened sense because he can see far distances and he can hear and then he flies of course there's also the one who's really strong uh Lee Kang Hoon he's playing by Kim Do Hyun but we also haven't really gotten a lot of his backstory yet so I feel like that's going to be coming in the future uh but just he has extreme strength and you- speed too oh he- the speed yes the yeah. strength and the speed and that's kind of brought out just towards the end of the kid's story arc mm-hmm. and revealed. But again, we don't know quite as much about his backstory. He does have a crush also on Jang Hisu a little bit and just wants to be maybe part of that group because he's the class president, but very much a loner. And I am interested to see where they go with that story arc coming up. I'm a, I, I'm sure they're going somewhere with it and that there's a reason we have not seen it yet. So uh, him and his dad, we don't know quite what happened with them. So I assume that's a future thing. So we'll talk about that more in the future. Uh, The final main character I feel that is in that whole all around character is Cha Tae-hyun's character. He plays Jung Gaido. Gido? Gido. Yeah. Gido. And he has the ability to suck electrical power off of things or just the air or lightning and then uh, channel that into electrical currents into people and fighting or uh, just whatever he chooses to do. And he's very dangerous because he explodes things a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, it's like uh, something that has kind of made his life sucky because he's just it always like ruins whatever he's trying to do and till he finds his calling as a bus driver <laughs> and that's the one job he can do where he seems to not harm anyone mm-hmm. and i really liked that we got his story arc as well and cuz uh i didn't think we were going to get an episode where it was just about him but we mm-hmm. did and it was very good about his dreams and what happened and how things didn't quite work out the way he planned his uh, struggling relationship with his father, who again was one of the spies from back in the day. 
but they were kind of estranged mm-hmm. and and just I think my favorite I have two favorite scenes with him. One of them was his connection with Bong Suk and this like mm-hmm. them saying hi to each other every day and mm-hmm. for some reason having that kind of like connection of employee and customer that was just very sweet how you saw that and how Bong Suk realized he was having a really crappy day the day his father died or that he had been gone for a while and that he was missed and just that connection was really great I love that and how I hope it's going to bring them all together later on in the show and then also the scene where he sees the truck Frank Yes. Who he knows killed his dad because for whatever reason, like they can get memories of the people that used batteries or like the electrical stuff. And so he would share, he shared uh, the batteries that his mom used right before her death with his dad. So the dad would have memories of her and it was something similar. There was a battery that his dad used in the battle against Frank. And mm-hmm. he was able to glean from that memory Frank's face as well as the truck. And he sees the truck going the other direction and he's in his bus. And he like goes all Terminator with that bus to uh, kill Frank who killed his father. And he probably would have succeeded if Frank wasn't indestructible uh, but that whole scene and just it was so good. Yeah. So well done. So high quality action sequence right in there. And I loved it. And it just really gave that characters that extra little oomph mm-hmm. to make him someone I'm going to be watching later in the show. I think he'll come forward a lot more in future episodes. Right. So those are well, our and- huge cast. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and he, uh, so they did such a great job of like showing you his journey to being a bus driver and how hard it was for him that once he starts going after Frank, my, one of my first thoughts was, oh no, you're going to lose your job. Same, <laughs> same. Cause that job meant everything to him. <laughs> I was like, no, but revenge like, meant more. I know. I'm like, how is he going to explain that? You know? Because he takes he get he makes everybody get off at least so he doesn't like include them in his you know going after this guy but uh yeah he <laughs> was just so worried about his job and I was he's not like, expecting that like that whole scene I was not expecting to happen to be perfectly yeah. honest uh, well his his dad just died and he had a he didn't have the closest relationship with his dad and these past episodes, his dad was introduced as this new black ops team mm-hmm. and you kind of see him a little bit. Um, but he, you know, he definitely seemed like he was more into the job aspect of it. Um, maybe not as much as the first guy that dies that, that Frank went after. Cause he was all like, why do you guys care about your family? You know, we're, we're secret agents. Like that's all that matters. And they were like, no, we're going to the, the yeah. other agent, the female, she was like, I need to go see my daughter. And our main dad, Juwan, like he was off, like he was rushing to his family any chance he got. So he, that, that dad was a little bit in the middle where it didn't seem like he probably even at that point in time had the best relationship with his, yeah his child, which his child is much older than all of the other people's children. Cause he, yeah. 
he's not in high school <laughs> at yeah. this point in time. So he's not. Um, but yeah, so those are all the main characters. I feel like they did such a, and are still doing such a great job of like, um, showing backgrounds and, and getting to know people and everything. And we've got, uh, seven episodes left, which tons of stuff can happen, but. Oh yeah. Yeah. So just quick side characters. Um, one of the ones that really came to mind was the mom of Hisu, also the wife of um of Juwan. Mm. She was such an amazing performance. She's mm. not one of the ones with superpowers. She's kind of a side character interconnected just be through marriage and motherhood. Mm-hmm. And she had such a strength about her in her performance mm-hmm. that I just loved her. Mm-hmm. And I, we'll go in specifics when we're talking about the romances, but yeah. I just wanted to point out she was really good. So yeah. she stood out. Yeah. The, there, I feel like there's a, so many main characters that some of the side characters are kind of just on like, you you don't notice them as much, but then as you watch some of the other things, you're like, Oh, that person meant, you know, is, is important and all of these teachers or what is going on with all these teachers. And so, you know, it, it definitely is one of those where you, you need to pay attention to everybody. Everybody's most, everybody's got a purpose. Everybody's doing such a great job and their performances and everything. So, um, but I do think that the, the, the mom, um, the, he, what is her name? Hisu's, uh, Hisu's mom. She's probably my favorite side character. Like I love her to death and we'll talk more about her, but yeah. So I think we have to discuss the bad guys because there are levels of bad guys and we don't necessarily realize that certain people are bad guys when we watch the first few episodes, because again, it's like from our perspective, it's just happenstance that all of these characters are in this high school uh, they've kind of all come together and they are sh- are hiding these special abilities. But then we learn that, no, it's a high school that's being taught by a bunch of bad guy government, uh, like black ops characters. You're like, seriously, that must be like the longest con in history <laughs> that they're going to be teachers for four years You're and right. teach students. Yeah. That would be horrible as being like, I'm like the super spy and I have to teach kids and now I'm having to teach high school. (laughs) So Um, I will say that I think that the, the one teacher that has taken her in and that won't let the other guy see his files and stuff. I, I, I think I know he's working for the bad guy, but I think he's a double agent. Like I feel like he's trying to protect them in, in certain ways. So I do. I mean, obviously, he's he's still working for the system for the government. But he seems to have a connection with the kids a little stronger than the other ones who are just like, oh, yeah, I'm stuck yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's very interesting. I love that looking back, it's like, oh, there's all this like interconnected stuff. And then we see that Frank is like a CIA agent that mm-hmm. they're sending them all to kill all of the initial black ops people from yeah. the first government program in South Korea and then also get their kids because the kids it's a hereditary the powers Thanks. are hereditary yeah. and they want to like snag all the children so they can create more franks and, right and then when you see how frank was created he was stolen from yeah. 
you know, his parents and put into death camps where they all in, competed in Iowa to see the who the strongest people are. Yeah. Yeah. Cornfields always creepy. <laughs> never, <laughs> never has there been a frolicking happy moment in a cornfield. <laughs> well, he makes a comment early on. Somebody says something and he says something about the cornfield and it just, just kind of goes by. And then you see his backstory and I'm like, oh, that makes that comment about the cornfield. Oh, it's like so a killing much. ground. Yeah. It's like oh, they're running word. through it. And they're getting shot at people. They definitely made the American program seem super like that was the the most evil program out of them all was the American one. Yeah. But the so Korean they, one's not yeah. far. I know. <laughs> like, well, and especially and, what they're planning to do with the next generation. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like they're a lot of the other ones. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it's, well, it's so sinister. Like you realize all of this is so sinister by the end of episode 13. You're like, yeah. oh, oh no. They're all like stuck there and they've been like targeted this mm. whole time when they thought they were free and hiding. Yeah. No, they've been targeted and brought. And then it makes me wonder, was the whole thing with her getting into that fight, was it orchestrated by that one girl who transfers? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because Ooh. she can't be there all innocently. Yeah. Like, I didn't think about that. I was all just thinking, oh, she's kind of like a stalker. But I'm wondering, is she the child of one of them? And she was in there to orchestrate that result that got her kicked out of school and then moving to this new yeah. new location yeah. because yeah. they're bringing them all together. Right. Because, again, the tracker sniffer guy knew where all of them were. <laughs> I hate it's him. not like they were innocent and like living their own life under the radar. Right. And so you yeah. So you have the main, so you have the main government official guy who, um, Mr. Min, (laughs) Mr. Min. So you have him and he's running the program and he, you see through, I mean, the first time you meet him, you know, you're not going to like him. You're never going to, he was never somebody you were going to like, or that was good. But when you go to the past and the way that he treats his secretary assistant, um, and the whole coffee situation, it's such a low undercurrent thing, uh, but the time frame and all of that. And then even when you get, um, the Juwan's wife's story, backstory and everything, the whole, like having people make him coffee, the women, the women agents are always making him coffee. And again, it's just this little bitty thing, but it's so like, he's so slimy, but so he's, I feel like when you're looking at a bad guy going down like you've got the top of the line and then everybody going down from there he's probably the top and then he's got all of these other people that are underneath them you've got frank who from for the first episode he's he just comes in and he's supposed to to eliminate all of these people so he just goes episode by episode and he's just like i'm killing this one and this one and you don't know the people at first that he's he's trying to to kill because they're agents that we don't even know much about we're starting where we just met them now in the past in some of the episodes so you kind of get to know him a little bit but like he comes in he's killing everybody and then you kind of get some of his backstory you get all of their backstory and you realize that they're all just puppets for the most part of this whole government program agency and all of that but then within that you have different people who are worse than the others Others. like the sniffer guy he doesn't 
he doesn't have a heart. Like you can see some of the scenes yeah. where, you know, he puts the, the soldiers, the, the South Korean soldiers in danger and doesn't care at all. He's yeah. I'm better than everybody else. I have this power and I just don't care about anybody. Yeah. But then you have the other people who are also agents who, and it's their job. They're doing, doing their it job. for their country. They're doing, but then they realize like, I love when, um, Joe and Sung's character, he's all like, does the White House or the Blue House even yeah. know that this is happening? Because yeah. I feel like you are running your own agenda mm-hmm. and it is not the country's agenda that I am, which is pretty much why he leaves. He left. Yeah. 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 Uh, because it's not for the country. It's for this power hungry guy and his hidden agenda. And so it's a lot. of There's so many layers of just use and evil and it's not all evil again some people are just spies and that's unfortunately what comes with the situation so the people in the system aren't necessarily evil but the head of the system is evil and therefore it trickles down and so it's just a really interesting level of bad guy it's not just one entity it's Mm -hmm. the system itself and who it's being run by so it it's good well, and the dad, so Juwan, the guy, the indestructible guy, he ends up because of the position he's put in at the like at the end of his origin story, he's kind of made to become an agent. He didn't really have a choice because if he there wasn't he anywhere been, to go, he would have yeah. been put in prison as a murderer if he didn't because they all came after him and he killed know? like he a had, couple he, hundred people. <laughs> <laughs> I love there's so okay. So if once you if you have like get caught up. Um, at the listeners go and start looking at all of like Twitter comments and memes and like all the stuff that they put together, especially the kids and the parents, the parallels, the little pictures that they have of like, so his daughter was against like 20 kids at school or 16 or 17 or something like that. I think it was under 20. I think it was like 17 to 18 kids that she's fighting against. And then they show him and it's like against a hundred and he, he like, and they throw everything that they can at him to try to kill him. And then they're like, okay, we want to prove that he's really a monster. Um, but yeah, so the, the, you don't know, like with Joe and Sung, you don't know why he's an agent to begin with, how he got put in there, but you can kind of tell from his conversations with um, Hyoju's character, Mi Hyun, like you can kind of tell that I don't even think he chose it. I think it was yeah. one of those where he was found and kind of coerced into it. So, Or I, he I becomes love... disillusioned. Right. But I love that you have these different layers of government agencies and then the superpowers and what that means and like being used by your country. And it, there's just so many different parts of that. <clears throat> yeah. And then we have Frank. <laughs> and then who, we have Frank who feels more like a hired contract killer, just serial right. killer. Yeah. But again, even you even feel bad for him. So the yeah. show is amazing. So what are our two favorite moments from the children's story arcs? Personally, for me, one of my favorite moments with the the children's story arcs is once is when she discovered the the girl, um, he's Sue, when she discovers that he can float like they're in Bonsuk is they're in school. She was kind of suspicious of him because, you know, she has her own. She knows that she can heal. Um, so she has her own superpowers. It's not hard to believe that maybe somebody else might. So she tries to like trick him into, you, you know, 
to using his superpowers. And then he ends up like, she's just like, they're in a stairwell and they're talking and he, she, you know, she doesn't realize that the part that makes him float is when she gives him attention and makes his heart pitter patter. So when she, when he floats up to the ceiling and, um, he, you know, can't get him down. He can't get himself down. Cause he's just, he's feeling all the feels cause he likes her so much. And then she has to run up the stairs, jump and grab his leg and bring him back down. One of my favorite things was watching the older cast watch those clips and comment and be, they're so, they're like proud parents. They're like, Oh, look at my little girl. She, <laughs> she, she saved him and he, she has no fear. And like, just even talking about the behind the scenes of like having to, to, um, to film that and have the wire acting and all that kind of stuff. So it was very sweet, but that, so I feel like that scene with them is one of my favorite with the, the younger cast, um, I'm trying to think of anyone. So I feel like uh, Kong Hoon has gotten a little bit of the, again, we don't have his backstory as much, but there's, there's been several scenes where they're in them together. And I do love, really like their dynamic. And I love their dynamic as actors when they're in interviews and stuff. And he's kind of like the, I feel like he's the, the one that is like, looks out for them and is kind of like, hurting them into like, cause he, you know, he was talking about how important it was that their, their, their episodes were first. So they had to hook the audience so that they would want to watch the scenes with all of the older actors. So he, he hasn't had his moment to shine yet, but I did really like the scene where that gets recorded and he runs over and saves her. And that's when Bonsuk was like, I could have saved her. I could have been as fast. Like he's so upset. So I think, yeah. um, Scenes I haven't talked about already with the 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 kids. Those those two are probably some of my favorites. Yeah. Well, and just like his feeling like he let her down because he mm. couldn't control himself yeah. and use his powers to protect her because he was hindered because of he, the weights. It's mm-hmm. just like, you know, it it's again, it's that feeling of wanting to protect your loved ones that we get so strong with the adult because that's what they want to do is protect those that they love. So it's just amazing. The only other scene that really like has to be mentioned, I would say is the scene in the rain where she's running off in her yellow thing. And he puts on this like cheesy little <laughs> kid, yellow ducky, I think. Yeah, ducky thing. And he kind of goes too. bounding after her Aww. and like leaps and using yes. t- his abilities a little for the first time. Yeah. And just like, again, the swooniness of that yeah. whole scene was just like, oh. Or also the scene where she's giving him space to, or he's giving her space to study and she's wondering why he's not with her. And like that whole scene, those connections between them outside of his, his, the cafe with him were just really good. So good. So I love both of those scenes. All right. So let's jump forward to the parent story arc and Mm -hmm where we go deep into the evil government plot arcs were we like whatever our favorite scenes kind of with the parents and the romances um so for me i we've talked a lot about the um 
Bonsook's parents and their romance. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked um, Juwan's story arc where some of it was a little bit because again it starts out and he he's he's working for like a local um mob boss mob boss yeah and so his story arc is a little bit where it's those aren't my favorite um movie genre like I'm, I'm not too much into watching that kind of stuff but it's very traditional gangster it is it is but then you incorporate his uh the his the the future mom into it and they're the way that they meet. And again, when I earlier, I said that the characters that don't typically get a swoony love story, she gets called to a motel and she serves coffee to people and they can get a ticket for other things. Um, He never gets it. Well, he does get a ticket for other things and other things just end up being like talking about books and stuff. But for the most part, for that part of the the story arc, but the way that they fall in love, and then how he protects her, and his just goofy, like big dumb, like <laughs> just so like he can't find his way a lot of times, and all he of gets that lost all the because... time. Like just walking down the street, he gets <laughs> lost. He gets lost, and the where they're located the streets and everything are so narrow and it's just this maze. Like if you were to pull out on the shot, which I think they did a couple of times during like his chasings, it is really just a maze of streets. I could see getting lost, but one of my favorites, so his story arc leading into his partner story arc with um, the Dushik's character um, and how you see him become an agent. And then like, the callbacks of like he leaves him in Russia. He's like, you have to find your way home. He's like, I can't, I get lost all the time. I can't find my way home. So I love the connection between their parents and like that they were partners. So the two, the 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 girl and the guy who obviously have feelings for each other. Although there is a love triangle, I would say that. Um, Bong Shik is it probably Sook, not Shik, is probably the 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 one she's gonna lean more towards in the feelings category, at least for right now. But like just seeing their parents' connection as um as agents and just kind of seeing how they worked. I really liked that story arc of Juwan, seeing how he became an agent, how he fell in love, and then also how he then became the partner. And you had already seen him as the partner when you see uh, the 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 romance and how um, Bonsook's parents fall in love. Like you had already seen him, the side character in the elevator of like, why are you going to help her carry not heavy files? <laughs> like, yeah. So he's there, <laughs> he's there, but you don't know like the depth of their their partnership and everything. Um, but I loved that whole story arc string where you get to see him his backstory, them falling in love, then seeing a little bit more of their partnership and everything. So um, again, other stuff that I hadn't really talked about already, that's probably some of my favorite parts of the parent story arc. Well, and I also loved like you got all of like his humanity side Mm because he looks a lot more put together in Mm -hmm. other episodes before here. Yeah. And you don't realize like kind of like Oh, he's like calling all of these 
sex workers to his room because he wants to get her specifically to have coffee with him. And she's like, well, why don't you just come to the coffee shop? He's like, I can't find my way there. <laughs> so <laughs> He's like literally spending all this money on coffee to just get the right girl to his hotel room because he can't figure out how to get to the coffee shop. But it, it's just that sweet, so sweet. And, you know, just gentle soul until he has to fight that you just fall in love with. And and you can see why she falls in love with him. And, like, he's obsessed with Hulk Hogan and his, like, <laughs> the fake American wrestling and how the good guy always wins mm. and how all of these um, martial arts books, like all of these uh, kung fu books, are his romance novel because the guy always gets the girl after doing the right thing in the end. And just all of those little details make their story arc, the adult story arc, so good and so detailed that you just become part of this world. And I love that. And then, of course, the agents and the spy stuff is also part of that, too, because all these little details are slowly brought into their connections within the agency, their connections with each other. And it you just zoom in on so many great details that you just get the overall visual of earlier on and how it coordinates as them as parents, how it coordinates them as friends, as coworkers, and just how they look at life in general. And it's just amazing. And so, yeah. Their romance was just as good as the kid romance, as the other parents' romance. And I just swooned for them just as hard. And I love that it was different, that it wasn't just these, what we usually see when it comes to love and romance. These are mm -hmm. people that have done some really shady stuff in their life, but that doesn't mean they can't fall in love too. Mm -hmm. So I love it. Well, and they just like Frank or any any of the other people they show like they they were just like in reality of like they were in those positions mostly because of life happening. Like, you know, it's like a lot of like him being he was just trying to protect his the people in his life by working for this mob boss, which was, again, a small town like it was a very small town business order, but he did it with the, I'm protecting everybody because I take bullets for everybody. So he, you know, he did that. And then with her, it was, it was her, she was surviving. That's what she was doing. She was surviving. And they really do a great job of, of showing all of the people in there of like, a lot of it is just, they don't have a choice or they're just surviving, or this is the best that they can do, or, you know, any of that kind of stuff. So is the big bad too well connected for our leads to ever be free? That's a really good question. Because <laughs> I, because you think, oh, they escaped. They right. didn't. They didn't. And like so, the is there guy. any way that they actually could escape, even if they kill off the sniffer guy? Mm -hmm. I just, I don't know. I don't know if it's possible. Yeah, I mean, they. I feel like the finale, the final, would be like the parents and the kids joining together and getting rid of the the agency. And closing it down, although it's been closed down one time already and then came back because the guy 
was persistent. But even if you get rid of the, the other guy, there's still, still an have... international aspect right. to it because right. Frank was international. It yeah. wasn't. They know about uh, people with supernatural powers. They've established that there are North Koreans who, who have the supernatural powers. There's, you know, Americans, there's Russians. Other yeah. Russia, like, people. yeah. So it's, it's one of those, like they've established that it's, it, it is the big, and again, that's one of the reasons that, you know, comparing it to like X-Men or heroes or whatever is like, would they ever truly be able to be free? And I don't, I don't know that we're going to be able to see that or, but I feel like they'll be able to at least defeat the current, like people coming after them and trying to kill all of them. And then maybe be able to see some type of freedom. Although I think the kids are probably going to end up having to decide on their own, how they're going to live their life and protect themselves. So it'll, it'll be interesting, um, to see how much more time we're going to spend in the backstory. I feel like we may be coming to a point where, um, cause now we've met like with her, she's gone off the mother. Um, she's gone off with her son and we've already seen what happens after she kind of goes off and how she f- takes care of teaching him how not to float off. And then, you know, ends up going to the creating the restaurant that's got the purple roof, which is like a beacon of like, Hey, come find me. We still don't know if like, cause he was arrested, but I don't know if they're going to show back then what happens to him. I think they'll wait to, to leave that a mystery of like, is he alive or is he dead or, but you know, she's well, hoping because she alive. doesn't know. Like he doesn't. Yeah. No one she knows. Left. Yeah. Nobody knows if he was put, I don't think that that guy would ever, kill him because he's too much of a powerful person where he, that he would, he would still probably want to use them as like a sperm bank <laughs> <laughs> well and he might possibly yeah. still be using him right now and um, holding and them saying, as a threat yeah, yeah we know exactly where your daughter or your son and your wife are he's in our our gonna... fake high school <laughs> yeah so we we, we're, we we know exactly where they are so you you need to keep doing stuff for us so it's very possible he's ha- having to do stuff on the the other end or that he is in prison but um with seven episodes left i doubt very seriously he's not going to show up in the rest of them he's yeah. too big of a <laughs> too big of an actor to to be completely done for but so i think that the parents will have to join hands with the the kids and go from there but will it end with you know, whether they'll be free or not, that's, that is a good question. I don't know. Which also kind of leads into which adult part character is connecting the hardest with us. Um, I think it's the two dads for me. And that might be because I just binged like four episodes where all of their like heartfelt moments were mm. yesterday, like, mm-hmm. well, late, last night at 3 a.m. And <laughs> <laughs> so just the heartbreak and seeing Juwan's Mm -hmm. like seeing his trauma like he can't be hurt physically but he is devastated so much emotionally and just that scene watching him dissolve when he realizes that his daughter is just like him and also that he has lost his wife yeah and and kind of like I'm sure he's thinking what's going to happen because I've been used Mm -hmm. for these powers and this is what's happened because he must like go on the run, you know, because well, he's she, not he isn't with the the government on the current timeline with his daughter. Right. And so when yeah. she tells about her past to to him, she says, after my mom died, we just kept moving 
from here yeah. to there to like kept moving, moving, moving. So I think he ended yeah. up. He's trying to he, escape too. Well, and of course we know that they know where he is and yeah. that they just kind of let him be, but, and that they found out that his daughter, well, I'm sure as soon as the first, like, oh, this is passed down, they were like, oh yeah. Well, expecting and any of them that had kids. I would not even be surprised if uh, Mr. Min can like got the two together just so that they could procreate and give him a new little super soldier. Cause that's kind of where my mind was going, where he it, was putting yeah. uh, Dushik and, and Mihun all together and yeah. forcing them into like a fake romance yeah. that he knew about. And my thought is he's trying to create the next generation. Yeah. And so anyway, that's where mind went on. I don't know if that's real or not, or if he's just testing them for their, whether they're loyal or not. I don't know. Mm. But that was my thought is he's trying to recreate uh, the next generation. And, that, and so. I felt like that because until they were like, oh, we he needed a reason to come back because this is the mission we're going to give him and we needed him to come back. Um, that made sense to me, but before they said that, that's what I thought. I was like, oh, for sure. He's just trying to get them to hook up so that they can make a baby. And because we know that the other kids, ha you know, that that's what happened is they ended up having powers and he's the only one that has two parents that we know of that yeah. have powers. Um, but then the other part, so I, I feel like that's true. He just wanted somebody to come back, but then he was, he got a happy surprise, <laughs> you know, that, that years later they got back together um, and created a, a little um, adorable. He's just, <laughs> I, we, I don't know that we've talked about, like he, he's just, he's goofy. Like he's, and he's not, like, I just love he's his sunshine like, and puppy dogs. He, he is. <laughs> he is. Well, and the actor put on like 60 pounds to play yes. this character and then lost it again. Um, so, you know, at first I was like, is he, you know, does he have padding on? Cause I no. know I've seen him in other things where, and, but no, he, he, he gained, gained the weight, weight for it and then lost, you know, lost it all before promotions and all that kind of stuff, which, you know, you know how healthy that is, but we'll, we'll just set that aside. <laughs> I know, <laughs> but he just embodies this like adorable, goofy, not the brightest bull, but also not like, he's not, he's not, um, he doesn't come off as like not smart or anything like that, but he's just so such an average guy, but also just so adorable. And I loved their, uh, their connection. Um, but, uh, so adult part character that is, it's the, that's connecting the hardest where I like, I feel like his mom and especially seeing like how many times, like the, the different times that she's had to just sit there and wait for him to come back and just have to be like, keep going and doing the best that she could and protecting her child, doing everything that she could to protect her child. But then also having that child go, you're like, you're, you're holding me in too much. And you, you make me do all these things that are not good for me and that I don't like. And I mean, cause she, she gives him so much food to eat all the time and she's packing him down with the weights all the time. And she, again, she knows what happens when people find out that you have this ability and she's just scared that they're going to be found out. But then she also has to like in the back of her head, like he might be alive still and he might come back. And she's, she's set, like the, they say, what well, if we're going to quit this, what would we do? And he, and Dushik says, I would buy a restaurant on the edge of Seoul and we would sell the, um, 
their first cast- meal together. Yeah. 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 So, sell that meal. And so she does that. She buys a restaurant on the edge of Seoul. And she it has sells a purple the, their roof. Favorite, and it has a purple roof. So, and you don't know any of the significance of any of that stuff until you see their backstory. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh. She, well, she, and it she also makes sense with the giant sign that's right. neon yeah. that's <laughs> blazing off the top of their roof. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that makes so much more sense that she's sending out a sign that this is where they are. Yeah. And so for yeah. her waiting for him, um, cause unfortunately the other guy, his wife did die and he lost her and he's just been trying to do the best he could protecting his daughter. And, um, again, we don't know much backstory on the other dad. I, there isn't, there doesn't seem to be, there's a grandparent around, but I don't think that there's a mom, um, that we see. So hopefully we'll get to Well, them, uh, and then the, um, dad of the kid that's strong and fast, he looks like he maybe lost his mind a little. Yeah. Yeah. So he's so, still in the picture. And I'm wondering. And the... played by an actor that's not somebody that's just going to play a no. character you only see for a couple of, you oh, know, no. scenes. Oh, no. He's a well-known actor. He's <laughs> yeah. in like the Reply series. Yeah. And, yeah. And yeah, a lot he's... of movies and stuff. But I'm thinking maybe the daughter of the, was it a hairdresser or whatever that was murdered? Oh. I wonder he... if that's the girl that um, pushed them, her into the new school. Like mm-hmm. the one that was bullied. Because mm-hmm. we don't know who her daughter yeah. is. We know no. she has a daughter. Yeah. But, but she know. hasn't shown up yet either. Yeah. So yeah. maybe in the future. Maybe. So the big question we've already answered many, many times, <laughs> but we always ask at the end of these is, would we recommend? And like we said earlier, you must, you have to go watch this. It'll yeah. definitely be one later on where I feel like it'll be cited as like a a, a, a new a new it's uh, iconic yeah it's one that like everyone will have watched 10 years from now yeah yeah like a new standard of what the k-drama industry can put out there given the right budget and everything and the right people behind it it's not just the money because you know again we've said the director the screenwriter all of them there's so much attention to detail and this story was very well thought out plotted um, and there's so many strings within each episode that, you know, a hundred percent like storyboarded out, or again, the source material providing this very cohesive, very well, um, thought out tiny little nuggets of things that you don't think about until five episodes later. And then you're like, Oh my gosh, that's what that meant. So it's, it's one of those types of dramas. Um, again, you can fast forward through anything that is, uh, gory or violent, but I would a hundred percent recommend it. Well, and I've been sitting here uh, staring at my drama list for characters and names and whatnot. And I just realized that the screenwriter also wrote the webtoon that this is adapted from. So obviously there's a very direct correlation. This is not someone coming in and writing their own spiel on a work this is the screenwriter or the webtoon uh, writer himself comes and he has written the script. So, you know, it's going to be a faithful adaptation and all of these details make so much more sense now. Mm-hmm. And it's not a bad transition from the webtoon, in my opinion. So I have even more hope that it's going to be just nailing these last few episodes. So 
Well, and I know he was asked by somebody in an interview, because again, I feel like it took a little bit of time to really take off, but like in Korea right now, the neighborhood that, that is kind of like a sleepy neighborhood where the original restaurant that they visited, the couple visited, and it looked over, um, Nansan tower and they had the looking out over there, or maybe it was where her apartment was, but that has seen a resurgence in people going and visiting and all that kind of stuff. So it is definitely, uh, taking on popularity, everybody it's, it's a buzzworthy drama. And again, it took a little bit of time to kind of, um, take off, uh, internationally and, but there, there are articles about it and all that kind of stuff. So he was interviewed and asked, you know, what about season two? Cause of course, you know, yeah. that's, that's the question uh, the international audience always asks. And he was like, um, I have no idea. All I know is when the last episode airs, I'm taking a vacation. And then I'll <laughs> get back to you. Well, and having you him know. being the webtoon yeah. artist as well, that makes so much more sense. It's like, oh, you've created something. Well, and I don't get me wrong. I am very happy that Disney put so much money, thought, and and everything behind the creators and the actors and everything for this. But it is hard because here in the U.S. it uh, is available on Hulu, which mm-hmm. not everyone, it's kind of like an afterthought streaming service, I think, for a lot of Americans. And so a lot of people are like, oh, well, I don't have that. I'm not going to deal with that content this is good enough spend the ten dollars once this is finished airing which is what another three weeks yeah spend the ten dollars to get it for a month it is totally worth the price of a movie ticket to get this streaming service long enough for you to watch this drama Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so again don't even use that as an excuse (laughs) buy one month rent of the series you can cancel afterwards. It'll cost yeah. you, I want to say it's $8.99, $9.99, something like that, or an addition on Hulu on Disney Plus. Yeah, I don't you know what that is. Yeah. I was gonna say mine's locked into an older rate, I think, or something. I don't know. But yeah. No, well, but it is what... worth the ticket of a movie to yeah. see this show. It is it is a must watch. Yep. So I think that tells you all you need to know. Go watch this drama. So, (laughs) and on that note, thanks for joining us. We'd love to hear your thoughts about this episode. And we really would, because as you can tell, we're a little obsessed. So (laughs) come talk to us on social media about it. And both of us are on Twitter. We're on Facebook, our Patreon page, anywhere we promote the podcast, just comment and we will discuss it because we love this show. And of course, the links are in our show notes. We love blogging about Asian dramas, but behind the scenes, we have so much more to say and want to share it with you. It's talking.